Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's a J-M-I-E, your 42nd favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And continuing with our horror-themed month today, we're going to be talking about one of the best, worst films of all time. We're going to be talking about Troll 2. Yes, now you might be wondering, why am I talking about Troll 2 when there is Troll 1 and there's two Troll 3s? Now, just a little background on this. Troll 1 came out in 1986 and was a moderately successful horror film. And then Troll 2 came out in 1990, which has nothing to do with Troll 1. The characters are not the same. The plot is not the same. The trolls are not even trolls. They are goblins in this. We'll get into that in a little bit. And they just piggybacked off of it because the studio doing it didn't think that the original title of Goblins was going to stand on its own. So they tried to piggyback off a troll. So this has nothing to do with it. And then there are two Troll 3s which have nothing to do with either of the first two films. In fact, there is not even trolls in them. There is one Goblin in one of the Troll 3 movies. But of the same makeup that is in this one. But they are not related and or conjoining or continuity based in any way shape and or form so because of that i don't have to actually go in order i'll probably will do one on the other ones but i wanted to do this one because it is one of the best worst films of all time it is a true cult classic horror movie that has picked up over the years this at one point sat at a zero percent on rotten tomatoes and has now been bumped up to an amazing six percent now again rotten tomatoes does not end or begin where a film is good or not there are a lot of films that i enjoy on rotten tomatoes that have a very low score and is certified rotten this film is not a good film it's not shot well the acting is not good the storyline is not good however this is just one of those films that is so bad it is good i love b horror movies this is probably ground graded to a d horror movie but i'm still going to talk about it the film is written by Claudio Fragasso and his wife Rosella Drudy. Uh, I butchered both of these names. I apologize, or actually, I really don't. Don't care. They are both of Italian descent. And the interesting thing about the filming of this is the fact that they wrote this film. Uh, the wife wrote this film when a bunch of her or a bunch of her friends, family, and everything went to being vegetarians all at one time, and she got the idea for this film. Now, this film was written in broken English because neither one of these writers or, or the director or the writer actually spoke English. They were spoke Italian. And, in fact, nobody that worked on the entire film, and besides the actors and the wardrobe uh, person, actually spoke English. So, it was very difficult to do. This movie was filmed in three weeks, which would explain why it's done so poorly. Now... The actors, seeing that it was written in broken English, I wanted to ad-lib a lot to basically make it flow a little bit better, be like the way we speak. But no, the director, Claudio, just said that he wanted it spoken verbatim. He didn't want, he refused to let them ad-lib anything. And that's why this film's monologue and the, the voices and the way people talk are just terrible. Nobody speaks like this. 
getting into it, the film stars a lot of actors that you've never heard of, so I'm not actually going to name any of them. It's about a family that takes a vacation, a summer vacation, and you're thinking, where are they going? Are they going to Disneyland? Are they going to Hawaii, Florida, New York? Uh, are they going to Canada, Africa? All these places that people tend to go for vacations and to just try new things. No, they're going to the little town of Nilbog. Nilbog. N-I-L-B-O-G. What is that, people? Goblin backwards. You're right. Thank you. Five points to you in the back. Now, I guess because the movie was originally going to be called Goblins, that's why they went that. Or maybe even after they changed it, it just didn't sound right to say, we're going to the town of Lort. So we they go to the town of Nilbog, and the or the dead grandfather of the son, youngest son is telling him, don't go there, that it is you know, infested by goblins, and it's a bad place. You have goblins that are dressed as people. Have you eat food there, you turn into this green plant-based goo, and then the goblins eat you. Now, this has one of the most viewed scenes in cinematic history online, uh, the Oh My God moment, as the character, as the titular character wants to say they're eating her. And now they're going to eat me. Oh my god. This film, while, while that part has been viewed a millions of times, this film is relatively unknown besides, you know, just be cult classic horror movie fans. The movie is shot terribly. Again, nobody spoke English on it. The wardrobe director was the designer was the only one who spoke English, so she was having to relay what the director said to the cast. The cast, mind you, all showed up hoping to be cast as extras in the film. And got cast in the lead role. One of the character actors shows up, does one line from the film, and that is that you can't piss on hospitality. He did it in front of a bunch of Italian producers. They didn't understand a word he said, but they hired him on the spot for his role. Because why? They said they liked the way he, his energy. This film was god-awful in the way it was produced. This film was god-awful the way it was written. But yet it has a slight charm to it. The enemies, the, the trolls, the goblins, the whatever you want to say to them, they look so cheesy in their little burlap sack looking outfits and the little latex makeup mask that look nothing like trolls. I mean, again, it wasn't supposed to be trolls too. It was supposed to be goblins. And even as goblins, you're looking at this and this isn't scary. None of it is scary. This is a laugh riot of a film because of how bad it is. And that's the charm, the love, and the overall wealth of just admiration that we give this film. Because it is so bad. Now, I, I suggest if you're a fan of B-classic horror films, as I am, I suggest you see this if you haven't already, simply because it's, it's fun to add to your collection. Just to be able to see this, to be able to laugh through it, just to be able to see what some people's thought process of making a f film was that they thought was going to be successful. This was a three-week production. The actors all said their self they are that they were it was a terrible experience that they questioned whether it's going to make any sense they were giving given scenes and lines the day of to do with no context of what it was going to lead to they didn't get to read the full script in any way shape or form 
the director and his wife who did this were effectively keeping everybody who should be in the loop out of the loop as to what it was because this was their production and they didn't want anybody changing anything even if it was going to make the film any better. So much so that in a 2009 uh, reunion panel at a Comic-Con, the director stormed the stage and was escorted out by security calling the all of the actors liars and betrayers and saying that they didn't they didn't they're lying about the film and what it was and that they ruined it and it was not his fault. He still is upset that the film got the bad press that it did and that it didn't do well, but the fact that he did not want this film changed in any way from his original script didn't help the film any. Now, I understand that if you write a film, if you're going to produce a film, you want your film to do it its own way. You want to, you want it followed the way that it is followed. However, however, Claudio, you didn't. You, if you were going to do this in an Italian film, because the people would have spoke Italian, you got a bunch of no names who have never done anything after this actors to portray a film that just didn't wasn't going to work was never going to work and you didn't want them changing anything and yet you say it's blaming them now the the film itself like i said is about the family that goes on vacation to nilbog before they leave the grandfather tells joshua in a dream the dead grandfather tells him that the whole town is infested with vegetarian goblins who wants to transform him and his family into plants so they could eat them and Seth tells Joshua that the goblins can turn people into plants by feeding them poison food or drinks. Next up, you have the next day when they're about to leave, Holly, as boyfriend, Elliot shows up and she accuses him of being gay because he always wants to hang out with his friends. He says no, he's going that he's going to prove that he loves her by going on this vacation with him. Uh, he doesn't show up the next day as they're riding to the, ne- the town. They encounter him in an RV with his friends. And Seth appears as a hitchhiker, the grandfather, outside of a outside of Neil Bog, and he warns Joshua that the kingdom of goblins and that his family eats anything they are there, they will be turned into plants. They don't believe him, of course, and they keep on the Neil Bog. And the whole time he continues, when they're there, he sets about destroying any food or drinks before they get to eat it because he's scared of them turning into it. They see. Arnold sees a girl outside of Nilbog being chased by goblins. They flee to a chapel. You have the witch, druid, queen of the goblins, which is Credence Lenore, I guess is her name. Uh, She uses the stone that gives the goblins power. Credence tricks them into drinking a magic potion that dissolves a girl into vegetable matter and turns Arnold into a plant. Joshua sneaks away from the house, eavesdrops on goblin church ceremony, and he sees what they're doing he's still trying to get his family to believe him the family at the house discovered that they have prepared a surprise party to apologize for the events at the church joshua continues telling them and trying to town tax his grandfather and telling them to not eat anything uh credence appears in goblin form seth his grandfather's ghost appears and chops her hand off credence goes back to the chapel where she transforms herself to a beautiful woman in revealing clothes she then travels to elliot's rv where she seduces brent and drowns him in popcorn yes this is just so crazy it goes on about this whole thing to where the entire cast it's basically about the kid trying to warn them that goblins are there and the whole time the family not believing him and them picking off the family one by one while the dead grandfather is trying to 
basically save it. It's a very simple plot, a very easy to understand plot. Again, the 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 director and his wife who wrote the film aren't exactly scholars in the way of screenwriting. It's still a a fun, crazy, over the top movie that again, it's never going to be, you know, an Oscar. It's not Schindler's List or anything like that. It's not one of these great films, but it's one of the greatest worst films of all time, like I've said before. Practical effects of the plant matter, which just looks like ooze and slime from the Nickelodeon days, to the latex mask of the goblins, to the fact that the family changes outfits that are supposed and yet are still wearing supposed to be wearing the same outfits in the same scene. They didn't take any any kind of credence of continuity and making sure everybody looked the same in the films they were shot. It was a miserable shoot for the for the cast again without with not being able to understand what the hell was going on not being given the script to read or know what the context of what they were doing is on a scale of one to ten as a b-horror film this is a ten you'll laugh through it you'll enjoy it because that's what this this movie's for this movie is supposed to be a it's supposed to be an intense horror thrill ride is what they expected it turned into a comedic over-the-top bad movie and that's pretty much all i can say about it this is a relatively short episode because there isn't much you can actually say about it besides the fact that they wanted to do a sequel to this called trolls 2 part 2 but the movie got such a bad reception that they it was it was completely scrapped by the production company and again this film has nothing to do with what the original Trolls was. It tried to piggyback on the minor success of that film by renaming it Trolls when it was originally supposed to be Goblins. Now, if it had been called Goblins, would we be talking about it today? Probably because of how bad it is. None of the actors, as far as I know, have went on to do anything else. Um, if you look at any of their IMDb pages, besides playing their self in, talk, in the documentary The Best Worst Film, they haven't really done anything. The only one that's worked on anything besides this is Credence Lenore, and that the person who played that, and she's done costume designs on other films. I don't think she's actually starred in anything besides some low-budget other horror films. They are planning a Goblin 2. It will uh, have Michael Waits in it, and it will establish it as a crossover film to this film and it's going to be a german film so it'll at least stick around a little bit there's a documentary like i said called the worst best film and it is actually a very well shot documentary talking about this and the just cult status that this film has taken on in the subsequent years the original artwork just to add to the insanity of this film the original vhs artwork that came out for this depicted a little boy running down a hallway carrying a troll doll while being chased by a werewolf with an axe. Now, when you see this, you would think, wow, that's kind of a cool-looking thing. I'd like to know what that is. The problem with it is is that neither the boy, a troll, or a werewolf is used in this film. So I don't know what marketing went into this to where they're just going to say, we're not going to have anything to do with the film put out there, but we're going to put it out. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why it was. Uh, subsequently, they did change the artwork over the years to see the three trolls standing up front with Troll 2, and you see Credence in the back in the 
clouds as just a face so it changed it up but that just adds to the lore of this over-the-top crazy ass film that we've come to know and love as one of the best worst films of all time keep saying that because that's exactly what this is so if you like b-horror movies if you like cult classics Go out, watch this film. You'll see again that the plot is a very simple plot to follow. You're going to laugh your ass off the entire time at just how crazy and over the top and dumb this film is. But I guarantee you'll love it. Because Troll 2 is a cult masterpiece in such a bad way. And I mean that in a good way. Which is confusing, but if you watch this film, you'll get why that works so well. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. Thank you all. We're going to be continuing Horror Month. You guys are amazing. So go like, share, subscribe. Leave me a review. Leave me a rating. And let me know what you think. So until next time, that's NerdPool for this week. See ya. Yeah.